Hello, everyone. This is Bruce. Hey, and I'm Michael. And we're back here with uh, Tech Connect. And we were, were taking a little hiatus. No, I think it was a long hiatus. It was, it was a summer of, vacation. Well, well, you were going all over the place in Florida. Summer vacation. And all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Colorado for a minute. But we're back and we're going to get our podcast started up again. But this time we thought we would tell you about Tech Connect, what it is, who we are, because if you've been listening to our podcast, uh, we've—I don't think we've done that yet. We haven't really explained to you what mm-hmm. Tech Connect actually is, and uh, we thought we'd spend some time talking about that today. And we'll get back to our other subjects on the next podcast, talking about uh, some of the technology that has come about while we were on. Oh, how about Vacation, that? okay? Some new things have come out that could be helpful to you, and we'll tell you about those uh, over the next few podcasts. But as far as Tech Connect is concerned, Tech Connect is a 501c3 nonprofit. And for mission, if you talk about our mission, our mission is to assist seniors and baby boomers in the understanding and use of current technologies the goal being that the technology utilized is utilized to assist us all as baby boomers and seniors mm-hmm. in their daily lives, in our daily lives, making it more possible for us to stay in our homes as we get older. And basically, that's our mission. Tech Connect will do the research, will keep up with the development of the new technology and we'll bring it to your attention on the podcast but we also will do some setups in your home we will make suggestions to you personally regarding some items that might help you in your health issues like the watches that take your blood pressure and or the assistive eyewear that can help you see or help you read things when your sight is going. But so basically that's what we're here for. And we are, like I said, we are nonprofit and we do have a 501c3 uh, tax ID so we can take donations and we would like you to give us donations if at all possible, but we'll talk about that as we go on. Mike and I the founders of Tech Connect. We're both 1950 era <laughs> baby boomers. And I guess we've maintained an interest in digital technologies back from back when they had the old IBM mainframes and the punch cards and COBOL and Fortran programming languages. And basically, we've just come forward with that and kept abreast of the new things as they came out, just because of our interests. We're not technicians. We're not uh, programmers or... Inventors. Inventors or <laughs> or computer tech people. So therefore... I don't know that. Therefore, we're, our interest is looking at the technology and... This deter- might answer your question. As of August 2022, the United States' central bank target interest rate was 2.5%. Thank you. (laughs) We look at the technology and we try to decide 
how useful it is to making our lives easier or better in some way. And that's the information we're passing on to you. (laughs) Well, what Bruce is trying to say, but we keep getting interrupted by Alexa, an intrusion of technology that could be a pain in the ass sometimes, but we can still make it through it. And Bruce, I think, has finally resolved that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turned the mic off. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, basically, so we're, we look at these items, and we try to determine how easy it is to use, and so how user-friendly it is, and whether it's going to help you in your daily life. Because we're looking at it from our perspective, not, we're not looking at bits and bytes and all of those kind of things. We're just trying to see if the item is useful so therefore we pass that information on to you I myself basically worked in the area of corporate finance and I was originally at RCA or once at RCA in their computer division so basically I spent time pricing out new IBM computers for RCA and different accessories that RCA use in their computing division. Uh, I was one of the people that determined the cost and the pricing of the use of mainframes at RCA. And that's where I started getting into the computing area, the computer area. And again, like I said, we just moved forward with that knowledge and kept abreast of the different technologies as they came out. I remember back when I was in RCA, this is in the 80s, and we started getting PCs, personal computers. And at that time, IBM came out with the personal computer. I guess a setup might cost you like six, $7,000 for this computer that ran on two floppies and whatever. But and we thought the PC was going to be like a joke. <laughs> we couldn't even figure out what the uses were going to be. And we kind of used them as terminals to go to a mainframe IBM computer. I remember back then I used to do cost-benefit analyses on different accessories for the computing division. And I remember very clearly doing a CBA on a one gigabyte hard drive at the time we thought that one gigabyte hard drive now this thing is as large as a room the room had to be air conditioned etc in a special way and the hard drive was costing us like four or five hundred thousand dollars now this is one gigabyte <laughs> no. okay right now you can get a free one gigabyte drive for uh, they give it to you it's free <laughs> <laughs> they give it to you on a keychain right but i mean that's where it was, and now we're here. And all we did, all I did, was follow the technology as it moved forward from that point. Uh, I later on became an attorney, and I was one of the people that was always looking for shortcuts. <laughs> so I used the technology to do that. So when the iPad came out in 2011, I think it was. I had one of the first iPads, and I used to use that in court because I would have documents and everything else on my iPad. I found the software that iPad or the apps that came out for iPad that allowed me to have all my clients on my pad, 
Uh, I could have uh, the different codes on my pad. And because I was always looking for shortcuts, I was always looking for ways not to carry large amounts of books and paperwork around. So I really got into the iPad and all the technologies that surrounded it. And Mike? Oh, man. Well, I pretty much had an interesting background, too. Um, I had the pleasure of working for banks, uh, a Delaware Valley manufacturing company, uh, several government agencies, and I even was an operations manager for a cell phone company. Not the cell phones that you're used to, but the mobile phones that were anchored inside of uh, cars. Remember <laughs> right. back in the old yeah. days, the transmitter was mounted in the trunk of the car. Oh. And we wired it from the trunk of the car up into the console in front of the car and drilled holes. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing was the size of a brick. But it was very popular at that time. Those installations were running between $1,000 and $1,500. Uh, the range was small. I mean, you always have to be in the car. You couldn't take it with you. Right. And you always have to be near a tower for you to get a good, clear signal to make a phone call. So living through all this all these changes in technology, especially from the time I worked from a bank and started using an Apple II Plus computer with two floppy drives. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but bringing that into the bank at that time when I was working for the audit department, it was spectacular. Uh, we gave us better control of our audits, of our clients, uh, developing our audit reports for the board to make decisions about loans. And so I've always been following the technology and always found a way to implement it in the environments that I was working in. Because everything at that time, especially in the late 80s, or actually throughout the 80s and early 90s, there was still a lot of manual processes. A lot of companies simply could not afford the benefit of not only using a mainframe, but even a mid-sized computer from like Digital Equipment Corporation. Uh, they were the forerunners to mid-sized computers, but here again, we're still talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and dedicated programmers. And to have a, a department to support that kind of need was very cost prohibitive. Mm -hmm. But the microcomputer changed the dynamics of everything. And so by understanding the world of microcomputers and how we can learn how to use word processing software and electronic spreadsheets and uh, presentation software, those, those key software components enabled me to follow technology to understanding how to use all kinds of peripheral devices like you know special laser printers, dot matrix printers, uh, acoustic couplers for modems and things like that. So we just kept following technology, trying to find ways to do things more efficiently and cheaply. And, and just easier. And, and easier. <laughs> because, right, the, all operating systems that we have now weren't as robust as they are today. When we had an operating system, it was very simplistic. And they did two things. Control the output and inputs of hardware and software, and that was it. But all these bells and whistles were not built into operating systems as they are today. And trust me, you may not know how beneficial these operating systems are today because it's called compared to what? And I can tell you now, compared to what they, how they existed then, it's a lot of improvements. Yeah. And uh, just those changes are very important. But the one thing about this trek that we have been involved with technology is Bruce and I decided to opt in and not opt out. Right. And right. that's a choice you have to make. And in order for you to have a better quality of life, and to make sure that you have access to devices and tools and technology that improves your quality of life, you have to opt in. 
You can't run from this. It will leave you. It has left a lot of you. Some of you have to play catch up. Some of you decide not to get into the game at all, and that's a personal choice, but you will regret it. Um, our lifestyle is being impacted tremendously by corporate America to try to find ways to cut costs, and the one way you can cut costs is through technology. And they expect you to take advantage of technology to assist them with cutting costs. Right, right. They want to get rid of, have fewer people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like now, and you make a call to a company and you get a machine <laughs> that asks you to press one if you want to leave a message and two if you want to do this or that. Well, those are the same things that they're using the technology for. They're using that technology to lower their cost and you have to go along with them, whether you like it or not. Right. right. <laughs> the only person, not a choice. you're not going to get a person on the other end of right. the phone. So you can get angry about that or you can learn to use the push buttons that they tell you to mm-hmm. use to get what you need done, done. So again, what we're always trying to say to you with Tech Connect, what Tech Connect is always trying to say to you is just get on board. Use it. It makes things easier, and that's the objective. Your objective is to make things easier. <laughs> the corporation that's kind of forcing you to use it is cutting cost. Okay? So just understand that, and it's not as implausible if you understand that it's mm-hmm. easier to get yourself started and get yourself interested enough to make the changes if you know that if you just take into account what you're doing and what you're doing is trying to make your life easier and they have a lot of products and a lot of the technology can make your life easier because it does things quicker i mean when i was practicing law The fact that I walked around with an iPad instead of a large (laughs) yellow uh, pad, a yellow pad (laughs) and a a, a accountant's bag, (laughs) a briefcase with uh, all kinds of codes and papers (laughs) and files, I loved it. I mean, it just made it made it my life easier. And people used to ask me about it because I didn't carry those things around. I had a small briefcase with an iPad and maybe a yellow pad and a pencil. And on my iPad, I had all the codes, the traffic code, the uh, criminal code, and all these were on my iPad. And I could read them and, and pull them up while I'm sitting in court. And and I had the file for my client and on my case, iPad. Cases. Right. To make the decisions. The decisions. Mm-hmm. I could look up cases mm-hmm. in the it, courtroom right. because I could get to the internet. So all of that made my job easier. And since I'm extremely lazy and always have been, <laughs> so that was that was the appeal to me. My the appeal to me was I can do everything faster and easier. In fact, Mike and I were talking. I have always jerry-rigged things <laughs> to get what I needed. Trying to find a holy grail. Try, <laughs> I, You know, when I was trying to, I started out using a, a Kindle. And I figured out a way to put documents, PDF documents, mm-hmm. on my Kindle. 
And that's what I started out with before I got the iPad. That was your li- the legal library. Right. I had a Kindle that had certain books on it for that I needed in law. And I also figured out a way to take a PDF document, put it on my Kindle so I could have my actual case information on my Kindle. And I started with that. Then when the iPad came out, that was a whole new world. I mean, the iPad was just wonderful as far as I was concerned. But all I'm saying is I have always been trying to jerry-rig things together. I always wanted to be able to be able to write on a pad and have all of that writing digitized into uh, type. I had this old... Uh, machine that I could actually write on and it would digitize my writing but the connection to the computer it would take hours for the information to transfer from the pad to the computer well now they have items the Kindle scribe is coming out now you can write on it it digitizes your writing and it does it instantly and I, I seem to now want to get these things just because I was looking for them in the past when I needed them. Now I really don't, but I'm going to get them anyway. <laughs> so I'll be able to tell you about them in the future and tell you whether they are things that you ought to look at. Well, you know, Bruce, it's interesting that you talked about your historical perspective of technology. <laughs> but as we go day to day, right in front of our eyes, the transformation of what banks are going through today. The bank that you are, or a customer of, or a patronizer at this point, is not going to be the same bank in another year or two, because of COVID, the pandemic, but also because technology has changed the, the rules of, of in, interaction. Those of you who are used to your friendly local bank that you can go in and talk to the tellers and talk to the branch managers and have a nice relationship, and you can walk in there, you can have a seat. And they can get you your money orders or your wire transfers yeah. or get you a you know cash a check. That's going to go away. And while they ask you about your family and how your kids are doing and things of that nature. Gone. Gone. <laughs> it's not happening anymore. You're lucky, one, that the bank that you are going to will have this ATM machine. Uh, and it will still it'll be scaled down to basically you're going into a private room with a code that you'll probably get issued to you over your cell phone, you will use that code to enter to a private room and you will have a seat at a table and you'll be talking to an avatar. Now, not the kind of movie that you saw called Avatar, (laughs) but basically a fake person that will be your customer service representative. And they will ask you a series of questions when they validate who you are and will help you at that point. And just as though you are able to either enter things into an ATM machine or get things out of it, you'll still have the capability as you interact with the avatar. So if you want a money order, you can ask for a money order, you tell them the denomination, and they will spell out a money order for you. It's as simple as that. But that person that's serving you, or that avatar serving you, may be located in Colorado, or Hawaii, or even Canada, or even South America. But there will not be a real person at that branch anymore. Get over it. It's going to happen, and a lot sooner than you think it's going to happen. And all those banking services that you've grown accustomed to with your friendly neighborhood banker is going to go away. And you have to make an adjustment to either use a mobile app on your phone for your banking services 
or bank by phone, old school way, because bank by phone is old school. Right. Okay? Or you can go to a local branch and speak with your friendly neighborhood banking avatar. That's going to happen real soon because here again, cost considerations. Real estate. They don't want to pay all that money for real estate. Right. They don't want to pay all that money for overhead for employees. But you once you buy the hardware and the software, you've already leveraged your investment and it'll run for years. No time off, no vacations, not complaining about family problems and what have you. The bank is going to be self-sustaining with all technology. And it's coming to a neighborhood near you at your local bank real soon. And the, the again, with Tech Connect, like I said before, we will be applying for grants, etc. And with those funds, we will use those funds to start up classes, uh, live classes mm -hmm. where we will have you come and get training in some of the use, the use of some of the devices that we talk about. We'll also be getting the devices so that we can try them out so we can train you on them. Mm -hmm. But we want to make this transition for you as simple as possible. So, like I said, we're going to be firing up training classes. We'll tell you about them in the future as we go. And we'll also start sending out information mm -hmm. in general that, to let you know. Again, we want you to contact us and let us know if there are subjects that you want to hear more about. And we will do that. And, Mike, what is our uh, email address? Uh-oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> TechConnect720 at Gmail. So it's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T 720 at gmail.com. So send us email. Let us know if there's anything you want us to look into or talk about, and we'll bring them in on our podcast. Also, we will we want you to send us the email so we'll have your email address and we'll send you information on any classes or uh, technology shows that we put together and you want might want to come to see that. Now that the uh, pandemic is basically over or the COVID is, is in check. It's, it's managed. <laughs> right. We can start getting back together because mm -hmm. we had started classes before uh, COVID and we, of course, stopped. Uh, during COVID, but now maybe we can get those started up again where we'll do presentations on the use of uh, tablets, presentations on some of the other technologies that we talk about and make it easier for you. We also, like I said before, we'll do setups in your home, smart home setups, basic smart home setups. We're not drilling holes in your wall. We're not hanging TVs or running wires anywhere, but we will set up a uh, Echo or yeah. Echo Show, Amazon yeah. Echo, or set up your uh, laptop so right. it works with those systems. Uh, but that's as far as that will go. Like I said, we're not going to be drilling holes in your wall. Or and we're not going to do repairs to equipment that Correct. are broken. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, we're going to take your stuff that you get that's new, Show you how to use it. There you go. And set, set it up, up in your house. Set up in configuration. Right. 
but we're not going back to the old stuff and fixing it because it's we're it's, not doing that. We're not doing that. It's just <laughs> it's just that it's cost too, effective exactly, at this point yeah. in time. Okay, uh, because the technology is most of it or a lot of it that can be helpful to you is not that expensive. Mm -hmm. Of course, we all have different levels of what's expensive to us, but most of it is not that expensive. And you can get an Echo Dot and we can show you how it could be beneficial to you in your home. Uh, So you can afford to put together a smart home very at your house, right? Very, very inexpensively. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, uh, as we go forward now, without the the restrictions of the pandemic, we'll be able to do more, and we intend to do that. So again, we're going to sign off, and when we talk to you the next time, we'll have some information on some of the new items that came since the last time we talked. Right, Mike. But uh, but signing off, I'm I'm Michael. And I'm Bruce. And we'll see you next time. Okay, folks. Another piece of information that we failed to tell you earlier is our contact information. You can reach Tech Connect. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T, Tech Connect. And you can reach us by phone at 484-918-0158. Once again, that's 484 918-0158 or by email and the email address is techconnect720 at gmail.com that's t-e-c-h-c-o-n-e-c-t 720 at gmail.com so we invite you to get in contact with us and uh, so we can assist you with what your needs are and thank you